Greetings, friends. It's Monday, January 24th, 2022. And at the top of my head, at the top of this week, at the top of this episode is one top question. Will the United States start World War III with Russia over the Ukraine? Matt Christman, go. It, absolutely. And their hands have been forced. We cannot allow a sweatsuit gap. No, wait a minute. Not a sweatsuit. That's the wrong thing. A tracksuit track gap. gap. <laughs> Shit, never mind. <laughs> okay, so World War Three not happening? No, it's definitely happening. Oh, okay. All right. We have to. We have to protect the Ukraine. We have to protect our sphere of influence. Our sphere, our, our, our orb of influence needs to be- <laughs> globe of influence. It cannot be penetrated by, by the dastardly, uh, the hordes of Putin. Not going to happen. Uh, Felix. Um, I mean, look, it's inevitable. This is a clash of ideologies. There have been never two governments, two states that are more different than Ukraine and Russia. <laughs> They've never, never, ever has more been at stake. You know, one is a sort of shitty, hollowed out kleptocracy where every, everyone uh, gets malaria from Sprite every few months. The other is the other one of those countries. <laughs> and if one takes over the other, well, what's the point of anything, really? Uh, there's a new, a new phrase that has entered the American lexicon, and I've never heard it before. But they describe that they are sending a shipment of, quote, lethal aid to Ukraine. <laughs> I swear to God, I've never heard this phrase before. But, like, I, I, I looked up the phrase lethal aid, and there are... 30 news stories that like uh, just un like without any uh, context or whatever has now adopted the phrase lethal aid. Like that's a thing that means like, that's our new word for arm shipments. Yeah. For, for, for sending. I mean, it used to just be called military aid. Yeah. But I suppose that they, they need to, I don't know, solve that a bit. I guess. And that's after Trump sent them fail aids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard it. I heard it with Yemen. Uh, yeah. that we were giving lethal aid to the Saudis. Yeah. You know, I get like now like eight years ago now, eight or nine years ago. And if you look at how that went, it helped a ton. <laughs> I mean, doing, it was pretty... They've, they're doing great. They've gained negative 20 centimeters. And you, But you can't argue that it wasn't lethal. It was a definitely lethal. A lot of people lethal. are dead now because of it. So yeah. well, well, fingers crossed we can make that happen in Ukraine. Uh, yeah, this is just NBC News. Um, it says here, the first shipment of, quote, lethal aid to Ukraine has touched down in Kiev, the country's U.S. embassy said Saturday, less than 24 hours after Secretary of State Anthony Blinken met with his Russian counterpart. The shipment demonstrates U.S. commitment to helping Ukraine bolster its defenses in the face of growing Russian aggression, the embassy said in a tweet. The shipment included close to 200,000 pounds of lethal aid, including <laughs> ammunition for the frontline defenders of Ukraine. I mean, like they just showed up with a shipping containers full of just thousands and thousands of pounds of I don't know um uh what's another phrase we could use here um I don't know uh just a, a, a not death um in uh a, a, a kinetic situation enhancers <laughs> something like that uh, Gaddafi did a similar thing uh, with the IRA in Belfast in the seventies mm -hmm. he said he sent uh, also a shipping container of lethal aid and it helped them out it did. Everyone's got that oomph that they give lethal aid to. <laughs> I haven't really been paying too much attention uh, to the World War Three starting. Uh, but what is the aggression that Russia's doing? Is it like just they keep bringing troops to the border and just kind of like psyching them out, like going boo and then going away? Like what? I think it's like uh, Joe Biden. He's sort of like he walked it back, but he said that like a limited incursion by Russia into Ukraine wouldn't necessarily uh, lead to a uh, U.S. military response, and then everyone freaked out over that, and he sort of walked it back. But you know, I think it's like I don't know. They're gonna uh, theoretically, I think, see some territory in Ukraine that they regard as theirs to begin with. I I'm not sure, but it seems very hard. It just it seems hard to imagine that the, like this the United States military would really do a full response to Russia entering, or at least they're like, okay, like uh, Ukraine is a sovereign nation and Russia is threatening them. And that, that they like, you know, invade a sovereign nation in defiance of like uh, the, the global community that then America would have to back that up. But like who the fuck are we to tell someone not to do that? Yeah. That's really all we do. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You're forgetting about the sphere. Uh, yeah. It's, it's part of our sphere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though after, after uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the U.S. promised that NATO would not move one inch to the east from where it was, 
Uh, and since then, all of the uh, Baltic countries have been uh, added to NATO. Uh, they've been threatening to add countries like Ukraine and Georgia to NATO, uh, which is genuinely insane that this thing that was supposed to check the aggression of the Soviet Union even continued to exist at the, after the end of the Soviet Union, let alone expand, which it's been doing ever since. Yeah, no, like we made we made sure like Americans literally made sure that Russia would never would never its power would never be greater than that of like California's yeah. ever again. The way that Americans hollowed it out and they made NATO bigger. Yeah. Why? Why? Well, I mean, like a thing that would be like theoretically on the table if there was if anyone was actually interested in seeking a diplomatic negotiated end to the tensions that have escalated between Ukraine and Russia. One thing that could be like a concession that is part of any like sincere negotiation would be America just stating for the record that Ukraine is never going to be part yeah, of NATO. No, NATO. no, no NATO membership for Ukraine is like a pledge. That would be a good step forward. That would be a good faith effort. Yeah. I mean, and like, and then if they, and if they, if they continue to, I don't know, do what they're doing, then I don't know, like whatever. But I mean, that who, was, that was, you know, why I have every election, I po- I I'm strong for the Buffalo Bills of France, Jean Luc Mélenchon, <laughs> because okay, if he got in and he was like, "We're leaving NATO," I think it would be like when someone leaves a party, and people are like, "Oh yeah, no, I actually have to go too." Yeah, and then it's literally just it's just Latvia, NATO is just Latvia within three months, and that would problem be good for solved. everybody. Honestly, yeah, I mean, we got to wrap this thing up. Come on, folks. What are we doing here? Brandon's president. He's 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 flicking the lights on to tell you to get the fuck out of his living room. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, it's last call. You gotta go, gotta be anywhere, but you gotta go home. You can't stay here. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to be where your home is. You can't be here. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Brandon's gonna Irish goodbye NATO. Yeah. He's just out. Well, I mean, uh, not, not much to say, but I haven't paid too much attention to it because, like, I just in the, I'm just like, this is not going to happen. We're not going to start World War Three with Russia. At least, at least that's maybe that's wishful thinking on my part. I fucking hope not. I mean, it does. Like people talk about some sort of conflict with China, and that's very difficult to conceive of just because of how inextricably linked their our economies are. But Russia, we could maybe scrap with them. Possibility is just a way to. Uh, focus the national project on literally anything else other than the just gaping hole at the center of the American national project that is otherwise all we can really contemplate. Like, what are we all doing politically in America other than just coming to our own realizations of the of the un- of the fundamental incapacity of the state uh, and its inability to promise to deliver on any kind of promise of uh, of the country we thought we lived in uh, and in a time like that the only real thing to to do is to focus on an external enemy uh and maybe and, and the russians worked for a while maybe they can work again although it doesn't seem i don't know it doesn't seem like anybody's got their heart to it no no one really seems to give a shit yeah. and i could even i would sort of see biden doing some reagan cosplay yeah okay the uh the airport disaster in afghanistan uh the mi6 totally did not do right you know we would stand with we we will commit to that they didn't do anything they would never do anything like that ever Mm -hmm. okay that's uh that's the truck bombing in beirut Mm -hmm. confronting like you know woofing on the net at russia that's reagan stuff (laughs) nothing's gonna happen because they're really I have, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I've not read a single article about this. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to be so fucking mad if there's a nuclear volley over this because I haven't read yeah. a word. I've committed <laughs> to pay no paying no mind to that entire part of the world. I don't care. If your country uses Cyrillic, I don't know anything about it, nor will I ever know. I'm not into it. It's your guys' business. <laughs> Is one Catholic and one's like the Eastern Orthodox? Wow. Sounds like you guys have a lot to talk about. Um, you know, what, what you guys, I don't know what you're fighting over. For, for all I know, for all I know, you could be fighting over the only discovery zone in Eastern Europe. And I think you should both use it. I don't want anyone to die. I'm, but maybe Biden will do the Reagan, the Reagan Bush classic and be like, oh, yeah, no, tr- no, trust and believe. We're going to we know where you work now. We're coming back. 
and then nothing happens and then like a year later it's like oh um there's actually all the fentanyl is being made in costa rica we're gonna <laughs> yeah. invade yeah find some like a, a smaller project to to focus on instead of <laughs> biting off more than we can chew i mean i gotta say though for the record though i i will be i'll be so pissed off if there's a nuclear exchange between america and russia yeah oh, i'll be super pissed <laughs> and i mean like and you know you will be too because uh no more show <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No more Shop House podcast. Yeah, which is the real tragedy <laughs> yeah, yeah. if this sort of go down, obviously. Watch us be one of the five percent of Americans who survive and also somehow all our listeners. Yeah. And it's like, well, um, what's in the news this week? <laughs> 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 we're just like trying to find shit we're trying to find the shittiest of the 295 million obituaries <laughs> look at this like, fucking what a asshole loser. instead of reading series it's just like fucking like just like names of people scrawled on a wall i'm just yeah. like just reading those that's sorry no more new articles i got i got nothing today here yeah. um yeah. just the the irradiated dog packs have gotten larger i mean don't yeah. you <laughs> Guys, sick of that? Slow mutants are moving into quadrant four. <laughs> oh my god, my new landlord's a skinwalker. <laughs> um, yeah, fingers crossed uh, that yeah. doesn't happen, though. I mean, uh, but honestly, it would be pissed. Pissed certainly. We'd all be pissed, but also pretty hilarious. Can't argue with that. It's like, oh, Russia and the United States spend fifty years in a, a nuclear standoff. It's it's. Uh, ends because uh, of the defeat of one of the states and then there's a new world order and then 30 years later they blow each other up over some fucking pipelines in a potato field in ukraine the shittiest version of both states yeah like russia without the soviet union no no real like no no real like ethos like yeah. communism yeah, or anything it's got like no that. project the the most like diminished in America, that's repeatedly like, not just like blown the free throws, but like our pants have fallen down at the free throw line yes. for like twenty years straight. <laughs> yeah, it's both the worst versions of both. Exactly, because like if they if we'd gone to if we'd gone to nuclear war at the height of the Cold War, that would have been two countries at their apogee. Uh, it's, it's like coherent, like ideologically motivated uh, states with with a population that had some investment in the project that they were part of. And yeah, we could all gone together uh, in nuclear fire, and instead, uh, we just got to spend thirty years having every uh, belief uh, just stripped from life. Every uh, everything that we thought mattered revealed to be just a con artist, and then we get to blow up. We don't even get to just uh, you know live and wallow uh, in our uh, fail aids. We get to get nuked then for nothing, for fucking nothing. I feel like it's going to happen now that we put it this way. I mean, well, funniest yeah. outcome, right? That's usually been that's how we. That I remember uh, when we were all uh, still convinced that Bernie was going to win. Uh, it was the first person to really elucidate the the dark reality coming towards us was Felix. For saying, "What's the funniest outcome here?" And it's Biden winning uh, from that huge pack of people. This like s senile mummy just rolling to the nomination without even knowing where he was and then boom that happened okay well what if you know a lot of people were saying like biden's gonna get the nomination and lose and i was saying since like 2018 no he's like gonna win yeah because he's like the epic old man mm -hmm. america wants um what if <laughs> what if we like launch the icbms at each other like these nukes that travel like nine thousand miles and they just don't work <laughs> That's like we do all the we've done all this shit and they just don't work yeah. because it's like every other shitty piece of like contracted work. Right. They just they like land and there's like a little explosion and they, it kills like 20 people. Yeah. They're yeah, filled the, with Legos. It's just like, yeah. like you, you're like uh, you put the keys in the two keys. They nod at each other. They turn them at the same time. But then the piece of proprietary software that they bought from a third party, they haven't paid to update it. So it's just like, sorry, updating, updating, <laughs> downloading, downloading. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what it like in Russia. They're using like Bonzi Buddy to launch it, and in America, where we sort of somehow our missile launch system, like NORAD, is now on Squarespace, <laughs> and it's like it's just down for maintenance. Neither it's, work. It's, it's Vimeo, and they're extorting the U.S. government. 
They're like, you have to pay $1,000 a month to keep your account active or we're deleting all the strike codes. Yeah. They're trying to wake Biden up to authorize him to use like America's credit card on Vimeo. They're like, like, God damn it. Like, what the fuck? They're they're like, the missiles are in the air, sir. I need you to collect, click every one of these things that has a stoplight in it. He's like, come on. No, it's a parking meter. That's not a stoplight. (laughs) And then the nukes land and they just don't do anything. Like, we've just like... We just assumed they were, and like we did nuclear testing, but for like those were just in the best possible conditions. But it turns out when you launch them at another country, they just don't. Yeah, it's they're like broken. It, it rained on the way over there, and it completely fucked up the cast the chassis. <laughs> it just it just land it lands on a guy's house, and that's it. That's just you. Know, he doesn't even get like he doesn't even get radiation poisoning. Like yeah. someone stole the uranium from yeah. it. Well, well, um, let's just say, fingers crossed, hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, but Felix, you mentioned earlier that if, um, if like, for instance, if France, if, if Mélenchon got in France and decided that France was going to leave NATO, it would start a cascade effect of, like, when someone, when, when one cool person leaves the party, everyone mm-hmm. looks around, they're like, hey, we're, we're among the only cool people left here. I think it's time to go. So that phenomenon applicable to NATO, perhaps. But here's another thing. That that um, the next article I'm going to talk about that uh, describes this very phenomenon. It also applies to jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there, there's a there's a bunch of different news articles about this, and I'd like to go into it. And we've talked about it many times on this show. But once again, I will simply state: nobody wants to work anymore. Nobody wants it's to work. Really anymore. sad. Nobody wants to work it's anymore. Really sad. And I think the New York Times has um uh, they they finally you know behind the curve as usual. They're talking about the no one wants to work anymore phenomenon. However, uh, their headline is, you quit, I quit, we all quit, and it's not a coincidence. Why the decision hmm. to leave a job can become contagious. Hmm. And um, so, yeah, there, there is a, there is a, a hey, COVID, it's still, still a problem, still around. Bigger problem, the virus of people leaving their job. Yeah. So how are we going to deal with this? So this is by Emma Goldberg in the New York Times. It begins like this. Something infectious is spreading through the workforce. Its symptoms present in a spate of two-week notices. Its transmission is visible in real time. And few bosses seem to know how to inoculate their staff against this, against this quit-tagion. <laughs> there's just there's no way to stop people from quitting. It's just, like, no one knows. It catches, what can you do? It catches quickly. There's a shock when you see multiple people leaving. It's like, oh... Is there something I'm not seeing, said Tiff Chang, 27, who left her job in digital marketing in July, along with five of her close friends at the 40-person agency. Is it my time to leave as well? Quitting rates were high in August, September, and October. Then, according to Labor Department data, they climbed even further. More than 4.5 million people left their jobs voluntarily in November, a record high in two decades of tracking. Damn. Economists explain that the numbers explain the numbers by noting that competition for workers led to better pay and benefits, driving some to seek out new opportunities. Psychologists have an additional expl- explanation: quitting is contagious. I'm really sick of psychologists talking to the news. <laughs> they just they never fucking add anything. No, employers are going to have to start contact tracing employees who have come down with this sickness. And then you know, like you know, like uh, like rabies. They should, they need to be destroyed. They need to be put down. They need immediately. to be put down immediately. Yeah. No quarantine. Yeah. No contagion. No. So what do the psychologists? Is it just like oh, it's um, everyone wants to do it when they see one person? Do they mention that it's like oh, they're not being paid enough? Yeah. Or they're noticing their job sucks. Is I'm really done with psychologists. I've joined a new religion while I've been out here. <laughs> And yeah, they have some very interesting to say about psychology and its effects on people. Yeah, I don't agree with them on all the other stuff. I believe in an entirely different alien mythos than <laughs> they do. But the, the shit they're saying about psychiatrists and shit, they're spitting. You join you you join the Church of Scientology. And you're like, okay, I agree with the auditing. I I, I agree with all the blackmail. I, I I definitely agree with about about the psychiatry and industry of death. But I believe in Halo. Not yeah, Omar, exactly. not 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 Zeno. Get Zeno out of here. I believe in the forerunners, the covenant. Exactly. All that shit happened. <laughs> it all happened, and like no one. The thing about Halo is they accounted for people being like, "Oh well, why aren't there like art? Like why aren't there artifacts? Because we lost the humanity. Um, 
you know, we lost to the precursors so bad that they're like, we're going to make you cavemen again. And you're not going to remember when you had spaceships. I think that's actually pretty close to what is in Dianetics, or the, the, the Xenu prophecy. Well, the, in, this, in the Xenu deal, they uh, brought a bunch of aliens to Earth and killed them in a... Or, uh, first, they showed them a bunch of scary videos, and then they yeah. nuked them all in volcanoes. And then their ghosts inhabited humans. They made all the aliens watch House of Sand and Fog. Yeah. They're like, this is a really tense movie where two people treat each other terribly. (laughs) And the aliens were like, no. (laughs) They'd never seen a tense adult drama. (laughs) Uh, Going on in the article, it says, so quitting begets more quitting, a challenge that employers can't always solve with raises or perks. Even a single resignation notice can breed a hot spot, said Will Phelps, who teaches mm. management at the University of New South Wales and was an author of a study on turnover contagion. If you teach management, you are like, that is less honorable than professionally getting hit by cars for a living. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If you're jo- like, if you teach management, you, your job might as well be like, I go to big box stores and fall down. <laughs> Uh, the it says here the office has long been a petri dish for infectious behavior, mm. lying, cheating, and job satisfaction all tend to spread from desk to desk. Financial advisors, for example, are thirty seven percent more likely to commit misconduct if they encounter teammates who have done so. What research what researchers refer to as peer effects, noting that one case of misconduct results on average in an additional point five nine cases. Employees also mimic the nutritional patterns of people they sit with in the cafeteria. Teammates are suggestible to one another in far subtler ways than they realize. Okay, well, okay, so like the contagion spreads in the office. People talking to each other, people noticing what's going on, or just, you know, being around other people. Go all remote. Keep everyone separate. Yeah. Keep them keep them in the pod. They're just keep them looking at Zoom and on Slack, and then the, the contagion will not spread. You'd think so, but it seems like they really don't want that either. Yeah. It's weird. What what do you want people want? You don't want you you want people in an office so that you can keep the real estate justification like explain why you're paying those fucking leases. But you don't want them hanging together. I guess you have to create like bulletproof plexiglass cubes for everybody with no ability to hear outside of them. I was I've been trying to figure out like why this is such an anti work from home company like before COVID or work from home country because it's like everyone like if you couldn't if you couldn't do your job anywhere but the office then people's bosses wouldn't fucking bother them as much as they do when they know they're home yeah like i mean i guess it's just like that's probably management psychology you just want to beat people down more well you You want them to spend less time with their kids and their family and doing things they like yeah making it so like the only thing that they get any positive brain chemistry from is like doing the widgets correctly. Yeah. Uh, go on here. It says, um, here are some of these strategies that they're going to, um, they're going to deal to deal with this phenomenon. So it says for, for employers, replacing just one quitter is a straightforward class. I love that they use the word quitter. You quit <laughs> yeah. a job, you're a quitter. You're, you're yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just stick with something for once? <laughs> you're quitting. You're letting everyone down. Uh, but replacing several or even dozens is far more challenging, and the interim periods tends to leave existing staff with a heavier load, while recruiters field awkward questions about what's fueling all the departures. <laughs> with quitting rates soaring, some executives are wondering how to lift morale. There we go. This okay, here we go. So Seth, uh, Seth uh, Bezmertnik, chief executive of the marketing software company Conductor, had seen his company's turnover rates hover in the low single digits for years. He even worried that his retention was too strong, making it hard to scout new talent. Over the last two years, though, turnover rose into the double digits. Mr. Brismertnik had to get creative in his tactics to keep workers content, including adding new holidays and bringing Broadway actors from Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen <laughs> to sing mm. Burn and Waving Through a Window for staff during all-company <laughs> video meetings. Oh, that, I, I would... Just People keep quitting. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Hamilton will continue until morale improves. <laughs> I mean, like we had a in 2020, we had an all family Zoom Thanksgiving, and I almost quit the family, <laughs> and that was without singing. 
Career coaches, meanwhile, worry that some people are being too easily influenced by the behaviors of their Roman colleagues. Mm. Catherine Minshew, chief executive of The Muse, a job search site, warns clients that a single employee's desire to leave a company shouldn't have too much bearing on the decisions that friends make. When one person announces their resignation, there are usually some questions from their colleagues and workplace friends, she said. Where are you going? Why are you leaving? That Pied Piper trail won't always lead people to better options. And Ms. Minshew advises workers to assess their companies with the hyper-individualized approach that they might take to building relationships. The idea that someone would publish a list of the 50 best people to marry in New York City is silly, she continued. Similarly, I think the best companies to work for is a bit of a silly idea. So yeah, like, no, that, that, that is a silly idea. All companies suck to work for. That's true. They're bad. Um, however, okay, this, this is a good idea. So for employers... Like, you know, like they should do their own version of the shitty media men list <laughs> or or like, you know, the, the West End Caleb saga or like, you know, like bad men don't do it. They love bomb. They ghost. <laughs> so like the, 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 the worst employee list. Yeah. And these are people who, you know, um, talk to their coworkers about their salary, um, who complain, who, uh, you know, take sick days. And then who, they should have a list of people who leave jobs. A blacklist. Yeah, bl- that, a blacklist. That, that yeah. has mm-hmm. existed uh, all throughout a uh, n- number of industries. Usually it's people who try to start unions. But now it can be just people who uh, who express even mild dissatisfaction with their jobs or have too many mini muffins in the pantry or whatever. <laughs> You're killing the, the morale. You're taking all the mini muffins. Everyone's going to quit now. Um, it says, uh, but logical career advice can't always prevent the contagion from catching. There's a little bit of a take this job and shove it feeling, mm. Ms. Wells said. If mm. you're in a company where all the people start leaving, you're like, why am I the last one sitting here? Uh, the, yeah, it says, um, that is the, uh, the, that's the end of the article. I'm just going to I'm just going to like word search this article for the word wage. Mm-hmm. Okay, wages. That's zero out of zero. I'm just going to look salary. That's zero out of zero. I'm just going to Google. I'm just going to word search money. No. no. Mm. This is a waste of time. Okay, the, the, none of those words appear even once in this article. Why should it? This is telling you this. The whole thesis here is that quitting is essentially like uh, herpes. And when somebody has it, they'll never lose it. And they're going to spread it to their coworkers. And there's apparently no cure. Okay. The phrase noting that competition for workers led to better pay and benefits driving others to seek out new opportunities that's the only mention of yeah. better pay and benefits but like in this context benefits also means you can see a cast member from dear evan yes. hansen sing looking through a window to you over zoom i got to say if it was if it's the guy cuz i never obvious, i had no idea what the fuck that was before the movie came out I, I knew it was a play but that's all i knew and then i saw the commercials for the movie and the horrifying demonic man who plays the high schooler uh his face was so unnerving that if i saw it on my zoom uh i would have to quit immediately oh is that the one where um it's about like a boy who he commits suicide and some other boy like assumes his identity but the yeah the guy who plays him is like 48 he's a 48 year old whose dad produced the play damn (laughs) or produced the film rather it's pretty funny yeah, it's something like that. It's some fucking uh, talented Mr. Ripley stuff with music, and I don't want it. I don't want to see that on my Zoom calls. See, like I would see ads for it on TV all the time. It's like the musical of the year, and then I was absolutely astonished when I found out it's not about AIDS. It did have that vibe. Yeah, we um, should bring back musicals about that. I mean, I know it's like, you know, prep has been great for everyone. It's not the '80s anymore, but like. You know, they made like four, five, six great musicals about it. That's true. You There's got that, Rent, yep. Angels in America, mm-hmm. all the other ones. Um, AIDS with exclamation point. Yeah, that's that's half of them. That's half of six. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. There's a disease in Les Miserables. We're there. We're there. That's like five. Okay, so that, that, that that's from the one perspective on this issue. The, the next article is from Slate. And this is sort of like, um, uh, this is here, uh, the headline is, companies are desperate for workers. Why aren't they doing the one thing that will attract them? Hamilton. (laughs) And it goes, if you believe reports from employers, they're desperate to find good workers, but can't lure them at any price. Talk to job seekers, though, or existing employees at those same companies, and you'll hear a different story. So this is the other perspective to the quit tagent about what's going on here. 
from job seekers' perspectives, companies do have plenty of vacancies, but they haven't adjusted to the massive sea change the job market has undergone in the past two years. They're offering laughably low salaries, although candidates can command far more or requiring years of experience for entry-level jobs, and they're still operating on a model of underpaying and overworking at a time when workers have much better options. Hmm. These accounts are pretty typical of what I'm hearing from job seekers, as well as from employees at companies that say they're having trouble hiring. So here's just a bunch of like, these are, these are, these are first-hand accounts here. So let's just, a few examples of what's going on. I here. don't know, man. I'm still thinking it's psychology. <laughs> yeah. It's the classic psychology doing it. So the first one here says, I've lost count of the job ads I've seen that want five to eight years of experience in a fairly unique field, but are only paying $17 to $18 an hour in a high cost of living areas and where the job is in person. I imagine the employers think that this is a good pay rate, but it really is insulting. It's not very good. It's lower than the minimum wage would be if it had been if it had risen at the rate it had until the mid 60s it's that anything lower than like i think 22 or something like that is lower than what a a uh, properly adjusted minimum wage would be so yes that is a shitty fucking wage so imagine like adjusted for like inflation and cost of living and just productivity like over the yeah. last oh, 40 well, years if you do productivity yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah. get out of here um 17 to 18 dollars an hour is you are making minimum wage and are required to demonstrate five to eight years of experience in the field that you were applying for. Yeah. Uh, next one here is, my employer is absolutely desperate for another key staff member, but doesn't want to give any more than a week vacation. Won't budge at all. It's incredibly a short-sighted. Week <laughs> a week vacation. Uh, a whole year. You got a week off. A week vacation, man. Just like this, okay. is the, this really is the no fun country. It's insane. <laughs> and this it's is like, insane. <laughs> you were talking earlier about uh, if France leaves NATO. Like France is like for the, all the shit they get from Americans. Like they're like, oh, cheese eating surrender monkeys. Like we are such pussies compared to the French. Absolutely. Like mm -hmm. if they get any job in like the French economy, if like an employer was just like, yeah, um, you have to take like in one weekend in August because you come into the office, every car in Paris would be on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, we will, uh, the, we will come to your house and drop kick you through your fucking front window if you tell us that we have to come in for an extra half an hour a month. If somebody in France proposed Boss's Day, they would be flayed alive. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. I recently went through a job search and it was interesting. I received an offer from every interview. One actually called while I was on the way home. What some employers were offering is still laughable, though. One healthcare agency that involved direct contact with medically vulnerable patients boasted in the interview that they encouraged taking time off and promoting a healthy work-life balance. Their PTO benefits were seven days off a year, which <laughs> included both vacation and sick time with no COVID-related sick time allowance. <laughs> Unbelievable. Awesome. Last I saw, they still had a, the job ad up marked as urgently hiring. Not it's that urgent. Psychology. <laughs> Psychology at work, once again, mm. the psychology of not wanting to work every fucking day in a COVID hole. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to be pretty obvious. Like, there, there are things they, they could do to fill yeah. these, these. It was like, offer more than a week of vacation and yeah. don't pay minimum wage. Yeah. Um, okay, next one. In my industry, biotech, specifically cell therapy, I keep hearing and seeing that there is a desperate need for trained employees. I know that in my department, we've been trying to hire some specialized positions forever, and at least some interviews have happened. But the interviewees turn down jobs because we're not paying anything like what our closest job type and physically, physically competitor is paying. Since everyone in our department knows this, no one I've talked to seems to know why we aren't offering market rate. There's, because there's a guy uh, in like... Connecticut in a s swimming pool full of doubloons <laughs> and he doesn't want to get rid of them. Next one. Uh, we are hemorrhaging talent, both salaried and production factory workers and can't find and hire qualified applicants who will work for what previous employees are making. We're going months without filling positions, mostly because our HR VP believes that we're all overpaid. The market believes otherwise. I wonder who will win. <laughs> I mean, well, surely the market, right? This is, the market forces, I mean, this is just a rational way of determining the value of someone's right. labor. Yeah, it, it really is like, a, it's like a wrestling match. Labor, labor and capital wrestling out in, on the, on the, the, in the squared circle of the free market. And then there's the ref who occasionally will just take out a, a folding chair and hit uh, labor in the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, goes on here, it says, 
At the same time that companies are failing to offer competitive salaries, many of them are overstuffing the job, descri- job descriptions well beyond what's realistic. All right, this is the next one. My organization is, quote, struggling to fill a role, complaining about how they can't find anyone qualified. And when they do find someone somewhat qualified, they get turned down. Well, no kidding. The position is a combination of two very different jobs. So good luck to find someone with several years of commercial land transaction experience and a volunteer management experience. Oh, you want to pay this experienced person who has to do two two very different jobs and report to two different supervisors? Peanuts? No wonder they've been trying to hire this position since July. I mean, this is like... Like the, the, the job descriptions that there's like the, what, what these first hand accounts are like seem to be like more like the like the the white collar version of those like things that are posted on like the like doors and windows of restaurants now yeah that are like literally saying like uh, you know sorry sorry for the lack of service but no one wants to work anymore not mm-hmm. even at fifteen dollars an hour yeah and it's like have you tried twenty jackass have you tried twenty <laughs> five have you tried thirty because the market has spoken well we'll see how long that lasts. I mean, my 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 guess is that this all ends with a, a, a like an interest rate whip crack that uh, gets the gets all these hogs back in the line and yeah. basically an enforced recession. Yeah, they're doing this summoning circle for Volcker lately. I can tell. <laughs> Uh, next one. In my field, I'm seeing a ton of postings for jobs over the last month or so, and I've had multiple recruiters contact me just this week. But the job descriptions are wildly demanding, even more so than pre-pandemic. So many very specific skills that you'd be very likely to find in one person. I had a client rant to me recently about how they weren't getting good candidates for their positions. I suggested that they consider focusing the job description a bit more on the skills they most want. And he got really defensive and just said again how much they needed all the work done. Then you have to pay for it. (laughs) There is just an utter disbelief that they no longer hold 100% of the cards. Yeah. No, it's just not computing. Their brains, because the the algorithm is not, uh, it does not factor in any kind of worker uh, autonomy. And so... Uh, yeah, they're 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 not going to change it. That's for sure. Well, I mean, like it, it just like not of their own volition. The the, the, the employer mindset here, like it, whether whether it's someone who was working like a, like like a, like a service job or a more like white collar, you know, uh, like you know, email job, yeah, marketing consulting, clap, like yeah. shit like that. Um, it just seems to me that like whether it's a, a wage or a salary, employers just think that giving someone a job is like a favor to them. Oh yeah. And then, like, if you have a job, you should just be great. It's just a like hiring someone is a huge and they like and then turning down that favor is like spitting in their face or whatever. One of my favorite moments from the 2016 campaign is somebody asked uh, Trump when he was in the middle of doing his uh, an insane Bobby Heenan like trolling of dead troop families. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and somebody interviewed him and like, you know, uh, the, the Khan family has, has pointed out that they're fat. They're uh family sacrificed for this country what, what sacrifices have you uh it had and he goes i employ thousands of people i give them money and i give them health care it's like he, he literally imagines his job of of extracting surplus value from people as a as a genuine sacrifice of his own money that he would have otherwise as if they're doing the job isn't the reason he has the money to give them in the first place <laughs> and yes that is exactly how they all think Okay, okay, sharks. Here's my idea: <laughs> labor costs too high. Going up, Empl- employees they're 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 getting uppity. They're getting saucy. They're, they're getting <laughs> saucy. They they act like you know they like they're 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 taking more and more of my hard earned money away from me. It's not good. Okay. They're getting mm. they're getting all kinds of psychology. Sharks. Mm. <laughs> what if I could tell you for a relatively smaller investment in food and housing, you could have employees that would literally can't leave. Mm. Sharks, mm. it's called slavery. Okay, now we're mm. talking. <laughs> you literally own your employees. They mm. were they have to work for you. They're your property. They they're like it, it's like you you own your factory equipment, you own the office space. What if you own the people in the office as well? I would never have to hire the cast of Hamilton to send for them. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could save that money and have them come just to my house. <laughs> I bet if there was like 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 modern like white collar slavery, employers would still do Zoom calls with Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen. They absolutely like, would. Look, I'm the I'm the good employee I'm the owner, good slave I'm, owner. Like like you know like in, 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 in like like bad employee owners, they yeah. never have Zoom calls with Dear no, Evan Hansen. Not Hans. at all. 
You, you know? should be like, thankful that you're working. Like, I, I feed them nutritious. Yeah. I, I feed them nutrient bowls. Yeah. Some people just feed them slop. Yeah. Like Some the, bad, unnutritious. You're food. so lucky you're here. We get sweet green every fucking Friday. You go across the street that they have a uh, hamster feeder of soylent <laughs> in the middle of the office, and that's all you get. I think you're right that this will end with just like Volker time, but um, if it doesn't, I could see. In every state that we are about to go on tour in, that they're going to pass a law that says that you can just impress prisoners, not even like people who are in state prison, like people who are like in jail. Yeah. You can make them work at your company. Yeah. The old anti, uh, the, the South had after the Civil War, uh, anti uh, vagrancy and loitering laws, uh, where if you were just walking down the street and you didn't tell, have anywhere to go, it's like, all right, you're, uh, you're building this fence now. That's, your jo- that's what you're doing. <laughs> they actually they actually tricked thousands of people to painting fences because one kid told them it was super fun. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what they should do. Hire a few key influencers <laughs> to start being like, work is dope. Yeah. And start doing TikToks about how much fun they have, like filling out expense reports. Yo, yo, dead ass. I'm 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 merching on all the boys. Painting this fence is fire. Um it goes here. Uh, the resistance to adapting to new conditions seems to lie at the heart of what's happening in the market. Employees, employers are still operating like they did a decade ago without considering how they might need to change to raise offers, increase benefits, and generally make themselves a more attractive place to work. They're also not approaching their hiring process with the seriousness or urgency that this market demands, as this person pointed out. What I'm hearing about the job market doesn't match with what I'm actually seeing. I'm hearing, we'd hire anyone with a pulse and and half of your experience. I'm hearing, please apply. I could use someone like you. I'm hearing, you're a great fit for this role from the recruiter. What I'm seeing is I apply into a black hole. I'm being told to reach out to people who never get back to me. I'm seeing desperate companies take a lot of time to think about it. I'm seeing people get to the final round of interviews and suddenly be disqualified for something that, according to the company, should have disqualified them when they first spoke to the recruiter. Seriously, a friend went to a final interview after getting extremely good feedback from his internal recruiter on every prior step in what I think was a four-part interview. Okay, I'm just going to pause here. If you have to interview for a job more than twice, Twice. They should pay you for the third time. Yeah. Or third Absolutely. Or fourth time. That's a lot yeah. of time. Any just, just yeah. like a stipend or whatever. Just like a fifty dollars yeah. in cash. Like just something. A four part interview. Jesus Christ. Only to be told that the company was looking for entirely different skills for the role. Think interviewing in French and then being told the job requires Japanese. You'd think they'd have figured that out much sooner in the process. It sounds like the human resources departments don't want to work anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, no, that's the thing. Like all middle management, they're all stupid. They're yeah. all fucking stupid. They're all stupid because like they've been, I mean, pl- being an employer post NAFTA, really, really post the entire 1980s, but especially post NAFTA is like, you're playing t-ball yeah and now you're just playing softball they're still throwing it underhand <laughs> and you're like you this, just what, this isn't fair it's like wait a minute what it's moving yeah <laughs> you told me this would happen and they're they're just not they're not up for it no. they're really not up for anything <laughs> you got you get brushed off the plate with an underhand softball pitch <laughs> and you're like ow <laughs> ow i've got brain damage <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, like, and it's funny, like, in especially in like service jobs, like, like you know, like I was saying earlier, the flyers that like, sorry, sorry, sorry that the jalapeno poppers aren't on the menu, but no one wants to work anymore. There is nobody on the planet who hates working and wants money for free more than restaurant owners and people in <laughs> HR departments, more, more than anyone who like are employers. Yeah, they hate working. Yeah, of they course. really don't like it. Yeah. And they want, and what do they want? They want all the money, all the fucking money possible for yep. doing as little as possible. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, like, that's that's what everyone wants. Right, exactly. But they feel entitled to it's it. It's almost like there's an adversarial relationship between employers and employees. You know, the uh, the idea of, like, yeah, the president dies after one six-year term. Yeah. Executed in public. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, we should obviously be doing that. No, no question. We should also do that for restaurant owners. <laughs> Like, how bad do you want to have a restaurant? <laughs> if you really love having a restaurant, you're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're going to you're gonna only get the most passionate, dedicated restaurant tours. Yeah. It's, you get, it's, something- it's like you get, 50, you get 20 years because it's, you know, it's less power than the president. So you get 20 years to run a restaurant. You get to be in charge. Everyone kisses your ass. 
and then they the, your employees shoot you behind the dumpster. Well, yeah, no, I was thinking it, it's like if you if you run a restaurant and it doesn't turn a profit in five years, you're killed. Yeah. <laughs> John Taffer shows yeah. up with and a deagle you. and John your ass. Taffer shows up with the fucking <laughs> the compressed air slaughterhouse yeah. thing from the hey, hey you gotta hold still I'm killing people here <laughs> because yeah, no I feel like a lot of like really like stupid tyrannical people like we've all seen this I'm one of the only people who's brave enough to call it out, but there are way too many restaurants in America. <laughs> There's like 10 restaurants per person. It's so fucked up. There's a lot of restaurants. And, and the people who run them, like they, they, I guess they don't notice that there's literally their house is in between 50 restaurants. Their entire yeah. block is just their house and then restaurants. And when they don't make money, they're like, oh, I have to... Um, just not pay my employees. Yeah, I have to just keep them locked in a basement. Yeah, and they're always and they yeah they're always the guys who are bitching about like the no one wants to work stuff. Yeah. So if it was like okay, if you're running a restaurant and you just you can't do it. Yeah. Boom. Done for. The way the way that they used to do executions in uh sort of later periods of the union where it just when it's your time it's your time they send you into the showers and just shoot you in the back of the head. Yeah. Yep. With a little drain, a little downward sloping drain in the middle of the floor to catch the blood. Yeah. Um. Uh, just the final thing. It says, to be fair, some employers do seem to be doing everything they can, but are still running up against the realities of a job seekers market. My company is in the software sector, and finding experienced developers, programs, programmers, and implementation folks in our specific very competitive ecosystem is really hard. We're fully remote with fully supported IT, pay competitively, really, pay at least 80% of medical insurance premiums and have other really very nice benefits, have amazing work-life balance, um, require folks to take their vacations, and a very supportive, transparent, employee-centric culture. We've had folks accept our offer, then renege two to four days later. We've had someone start working and after two weeks quit because they accepted another offer. Our specific job market has always been competitive. It is now insanely competitive. Ultimately, though, too many companies have become used to not having to pay competitive wages, offer attractive benefits, or generally treat people well. <laughs> now that that's changed, some of them are finding it easier to complain about the labor market than to figure about how to make themselves a place people would be eager to work even when they have other options. It's unclear how long this moment will last. Not too much longer. <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, like, I'm just getting to the end of this piece here. It's like, yeah, Felix, you're right. Like, do you think the people who run the economy and own everything in this country are going to allow the free market to produce conditions in which uh, uh, em employees have this much fucking bargaining power? Yeah. No. They are in the basement of the Federal Reserve right now. They're they're doing cir salt circles and fucking lighting candles right now. They're they're, yeah. they're going to handle this shit. And yeah. actually, the the next article I'm going to talk about is, uh, you know, like th this is one of the solutions that is being implemented right now. And I saw this article and I was literally like, like mouth agape reading this. This is, uh, this is um, from the, uh, it's, this is um, the Appleton Post Crescent. Uh, what to know about the battle over Wisconsin healthcare workers now playing out in court? Listen to this. It was unclear whether a group of former Theta Care employees would be allowed to start their new jobs at Ascension Northwest, Northeast Wisconsin Monday after lawyers for both health systems made their first appearance in court Friday morning. The uncertainty is the latest development in a battle over healthcare employees that began late Thursday and is now playing out in court. It comes as staff shortages strain health systems nationwide. Nearly one in five healthcare workers have quit their jobs since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. So what happened to stop the employees from starting their new job? Theta Care requested Thursday that an Outagami County judge temporarily block seven of its employees who had applied for and accepted jobs at Ascension from beginning work there on Monday until the health system could find replacements for them. The employees <laughs> are part of an 11-member in interventional radiology and cardiovascular team, which can perform procedures to stop bleeding in targeted areas during a traumatic injury or restore blood, for, blood flow to the brain in the case of a stroke. Each of them were employed at will, meaning they were not under obligation to stay at Theta Care for a certain amount of time. 
Outagamie County Circuit Court Judge Mark McGinnis granted ThetaCare's request and held an initial hearing Friday morning. The case will get a longer hearing at 10 a.m. Monday. McGinnis told lawyers for both health systems they should try to work out a temporary agreement by the end of the day Friday about the employee's status until Monday's hearing. Otherwise, he said the order prohibiting them from going to work at Ascension would be final until a further ruling was made. That means that seven healthcare workers would not be working at either hospital on Monday. <laughs> so they were employees. Yeah. They were not under contract. They were mm-hmm. at will employees who chose a different job offer from a different company. The company that they were leaving took them to took both companies to court and has basically placed an injunction against them. Yeah, a judge granted one. Although today in court, uh, it was uh, overruled. They can go to work at the new place. So it did not. It did not. It did not it didn't finally. Work. It didn't right. work. But it did okay. work for it worked for a minute, and there was a judge who was willing to credit it, which means that this is definitely on the next frontier yeah. of employer uh, management solutions to the uh, to don't want to work itis spreading. Yeah, is just uh, hey, how about serfdom? All right, slavery, slavery. I understand bridge too far. Very su- touchy subject, especially in America. <laughs> but how about serfdom? That like, come on, you got the breaches. There's a loot. You got like corn festivals. Uh, like how about and, like once a year we'll do like a carnival deal and you can throw your uh, like tomatoes at your boss to get, like let off some steam. How about that? Well, cops were- cops would love being knights. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! They already think they are. Yeah, they could have you house. If you it, like, it, you, <laughs> imagine like a cop instead of like a fat cop on a, in a in a bulletproof vest he's like wedged into a curse or a fucking breastplate <laughs> and it was like ham hocks are spilling around the metal yeah we should merge new and old traditions and they should like joust each other but they're driving their chargers at the f- highest speed possible at each other and okay. whoever like stops like loses yeah. i give a um a cop joust all I'm thinking about is uh, the photo of the world's fattest twins on scooters. But they're driving directly <laughs> at each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get. Yeah. That's if the rate height doesn't work. People are still like, mm, "Fuck you." <laughs> um. Yeah. It probably. Yes. It's going to be judges just being like you. You can wait, it's, it's religious exemption. It, you, there's like it's religious discrimination to not celebrate Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're violating my religious freedom by quitting when I yeah. shoot when I shoot at your feet and make you dance. Yeah, they should just they'll make a religion around Boss Day where Boss Day is like Christmas. Yeah, it's like the day that the Lord was born. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you don't understand. Uh, I am uh, God's emissary on earth. They are literally violating my religious rights by leaving my employment. Yeah, and now I'm not God anymore if I don't have any employees. And the way that they like the way that they're like really into saints, like Latin America, Latin American Catholicism. That's like you just have instead of having like fifty thousand saints, you have fifty thousand bosses. Yes. <laughs> and Jack Welch, Jack Welch is like the boss of efficiency. Yes. Warren Buffett is the boss of thriftiness. Yep. Uh, Tears of the Holy Virgin, Henry Ford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boss of anti-Semitism. Cake boss. Cake boss is like the boss of fun. <laughs> well, but yeah, like I mean, yeah, like if 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 the Volker summoning circle doesn't work, because I mean, like. They've cut off the no more stimulus checks. Yeah, yeah, no, no more. more, yeah. more. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, no. And like that has not worked thus far. Yeah. Uh, and if the you know if an artificially enforced recession if that doesn't work, then I think like the the next step is through the courts, mm-hmm. through the awful judge. Every every judge in this country Psycho. is so bad, monster. And it's just uh, like through the courts, it's going to be like yeah, if you quit your job, you have to like be justified in front of a judge, and if they don't think you have a good enough reason, like you can be legally prevented from leaving your job job, or if you take a new job your employer can sue you for like the loss to their profits that that you leaving Mm. would 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 would, would, uh, yeah it's an exciting new frontier in legal theory that we can all look forward to seeing develop over the coming years um i don't know though like uh so like you know we 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 have a small business we don't have any employees no but no. it, but if we but you know like let's say we wanted to hire some employees yeah. let's say let's say we had employees but they were thinking of going to another podcast not gonna happen well, like what was what are some things that you guys would do if you were an employer that they're like okay not pay more money no, or better not, benefits right. or more obviously. time off or, or, or anything like that because like I mean like I gotta eat too here 
yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got to wet my beak. We're <laughs> after we pay ourselves, we're barely breaking even. <laughs> that is the only thing that the money goes to, uh, and we're actually borrowing. We're doing PPP loans to pay ourselves more. Yeah, <laughs> we borrowed twenty million dollars last year in PPP loans, but it's like then you you see how expensive it is for yeah. us to pay ourselves. Yeah, and that's the cost of doing business. That's yeah. when people say the cost of doing business. That's what they mean. Yeah, the cost of paying yourself. So not they're not paying anymore. That's not happening. Right? No, you're you are getting eleven an hour. Yeah. But here's I'll start. I'll start. I'm kind of like I would consider myself sort of. Like a liaison to our employee, our hypothetical employee. Once a month, they can come to my house and use my Nespresso machine. <laughs> and that's good. Yeah, they're allowed to that's use. Good, they, I mean, like I, I know what we pay. I know what you pay your employees. They can't afford this. No, they cannot they, get they, that. Yeah. Yeah, they got the shitty drip coffee machine. No, it's, it's pathetic. They have the Mister Coffee that's in every Airbnb that makes ten ounces of coffee an hour. Um, but. They can come there, and if they've been with us for five years, let's say, they can use. They're allowed to use the black and red uh, Nescafe cups. They're allowed to use the red ones, which is the decafs. I don't really use those ones. Those are from my mom visits. My mom hasn't visited. She said the sink was gross, so you can really like use a few of those if you'd like. Uh, the blue ones, I'm not crazy about. Have have two of those for all I care. And you get into the gold ones, the really frothy ones. If you've been with us for 20 years, okay, fine. <laughs> but if not, fired instantly. Yes. Uh, I'd say that we could have maybe like once uh, every couple months instead of a pay raise or uh, vacation, uh, E1 will come to the office and do uh, the Joe Bidens. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you can just have a personal uh, audience watching that, and who wouldn't love that? That's worth so much more than a living wage. And we don't know. We don't offer retirement accounts or anything like that. But if you've been with us like 30 years, Branson will spend an entire day with you as Walt Tremblay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, just like, okay, like uh, maybe, maybe like, 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 you know, nu a nuclear option. I, I do. I do like your E1 idea, yeah. like nuclear option. Let's say, let's say the contagion is spreading. Like one employee is, is leaving and then like there's dissension in the ranks. They're like, hey, we could get a better job. Okay. We get Charles Austin to, to write and perform a new, a new NBA stupid ass song for The Office. Ooh, that's a perk. Uh, something just for them. That's not just for them. released yeah. nationally. Yeah. It, like, I mean, that's, dude. You know how much I would love like new NBA stupidest fire to drop? I would love that. I, yeah, we, we don't get that. I'd even these... consider paying Charles to do that. Yeah. I mean, not a lot, but no, of course no. Not. no, because we have to get paid too. Exactly. Like that's yeah. why we're not paying Charles to do it. Yeah. But like hypothetically, if these employees created enough value for us. I mean, okay, here, here's another idea. I mean, this is this is my idea. What 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 is something what's something everyone loves? Pets. Photos of pets, mm. petting dogs, cats, little, little just our, our furry friends. So yeah, similar to similar how like you know if you've been with the company for five years, you can come by once a month and use Felix's Felix's Nespresso machine. Yeah. Okay, if you've been a loyal employee, you can use one of your vacation days to clean my cat's litter box. Yes. Ooh. One of your two. Well, you can, I mean, you days. can pet them if you see them in my apartment. Yeah. You can, but you can pet them. You can say hi, I'm Marty. And you know, right. but, but leave like as soon as you. But if they're the not box. in the living room or something, you can't go looking. For oh them. no! Don't yeah. Not don't disturb go no, around no. Or, if, or if one of them is asleep, don't wake them up. Oh no! No. Don't wake them up. They're sleeping. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe some sort of like okay, like instead of instead of okay, like one week's vacation time. That's very generous. But like instead of having one week's vacation time, what if there was just like company field day? Yeah. Where we Ooh. do we do tug of war in the park? I'll I'll pay for a pizza. There'll, there'll be one pizza, no yeah. toppings plate. And it will be, unfortunately, yes. It will be from one of those Brooklyn places where the crust is really thin and crunchy and the the there's just discs of shaving cream like cheese. It's not even a regular pizza. It's the type of pizza we eat. Uh, you yeah. get one slice of that. Company yeah. field day in lieu of vacation. Yeah. Attendance is mandatory. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you will still have work to do, of course, while we're yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we'll bring our laundry to the park, <laughs> and you can fold it while you watch us play dodgeball. I'm yeah. I'm gonna need someone to descale my Nespresso machine because 
the one employee this year who took me up on that offer, the one who qualified for that offer, they got a little greedy with the red and black ones. <laughs> and uh, there's a little bit, there's a little bit of fungus in the tubes. <laughs> so I'll be bringing all the cleaning materials and, uh, you know, You'll 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 see if it can still make me the half caps that I like around three p.m. Okay, here's another one for for select employees. Once a month, you are allowed to eat your office away from your desk. Yeah, you can go. You can go to a park. You can sit outside. You can sit in your car. Yeah. and eat lunch in the parking lot. Mm. And you will still have to answer emails, but you don't have to be at your desk. Yeah. And okay, like I would, I would be willing to. I'd be willing to. I mean, I don't, I don't like doing it because, again, like I, I need to make money. Of course, right, like, right, right. I'm in business That's to make money. That's the whole point of this. I'm in business. Right. It's about doing this. cash. Yeah. Okay, right. I'd be willing to expand the amount of time through which you have to reply to an email or be fired yeah. from two minutes to five minutes. So you have five full minutes from receiving an email from me to respond and take action on all the actionable items. Yeah. Five minutes though. That's. No one else is doing that. And yeah, I'm sorry, if, employee, if, if employees are not attracted by that, then then we need to go to the, the serfdom system. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to just get a, surround up a bunch of uh, people in bowl cuts. <laughs> we need to enclose the digital commons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to do this. We don't want to all move no, to a castle not. where we have a bunch of uh, we have a bunch of serfs living there and doing all this stuff for us. I want... The saddest thing about having the service is they're not allowed to use my Nespresso. No. They wouldn't even know what it was. They yeah. think it was the devil. <laughs> It'd be too scary for them. I, I want to though, live in the modern world, but we may have to. We I may have to import some serfs. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> you know, I hear there are like, um, you know, two countries that produce a lot of serfs are fighting right now. <laughs> you think we're, we're going to have trouble finding some? Uh, the refugee sur though, <laughs> surf army just... Uh, pouring into america like the serfdom system had way more vacation days way more there way were, more vacation days than the, like the currently free market system like a hundred feast days yeah. yeah where you would just get shit-faced uh and 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 punch somebody in 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 the village and and yeah they had like carnivals where like the 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 the, the lord would like get run around like get hit in the head with like t tomatoes and yelled at stuff and uh and job security. Let's not forget about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it had way more time off in job security. So we're gonna get that. Like that's the real innovation of the new serfdom is will be. Hey, employers, what 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 did the old uh, feudal lords love? They loved the serfs, having the serfs on the land, not being able to go anywhere. But because of that intimate relationship, they had to give them a lot of time off, and uh, they had uh, to you know make sure that they ensure their survival. Now though. You can have all of the uh, the access to uh, labor of a surf uh, a feudal overlord, but you don't have to give any time off. You don't have to have any that you can fire them at any time, uh, <laughs> and because you're instead of having to use you know uh, uh, the the Catholic Church and and uh, your role as a uh, military commander to keep them in line, you can just use uh, apps, apps and little floating drones, and do the job for you. Okay. Here's another thing. Our serfs, you mentioned, like, you know, if, if you were a, a feudal lord, like, you're primarily, you would, uh, you know, uh, you maintain a castle, you maintain your keep, and you muster fighting forces for your, for, for your king or yeah. whatever. And, you know, we have our, we have our loyal, we have our loyal bannermen. Right. You know, like the, the knights of ours, you know, like mm -hmm. a pot about lists, you know, like, uh, like, you know, our knights. But our serfs, if need be, we will conscript them to be pikemen to put down the seeking derangements rebellion, <laughs> and I'm redistributing all of all of Max Palma and Ben's lands to Patrick, Caleb, and Cameron. Yeah, yeah. because like if they because they mustered their serfs to yeah like to put down the Jacques rebellion. Yeah, yeah. I've heard terrible things about Duke Palma. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bad noble. Where did you want to work for him? <laughs> no, you don't. He doesn't let you use his Nespresso machine ever. That's not an option. He's a monster. He shoots <laughs> He's an absolute monster. He just walks into the break room and shoots people with a paintball gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, our, like I, I feel like 
our listeners are our podcast serfs. Right. And like by that I mean you're our employees. Yeah. <laughs> and you pay us for that privilege of right. being our employees. And um we can fire you at will. Yeah. And um we can script you into our armed forces. Yeah, it's yeah, sweet. So you're gonna be cannon fodder in, yeah. in the podcast wars. Yeah. Be ready for that. So yeah, no, But I'm then a- remember though, if you die in service that you get to go to podcast Valhalla mm-hmm. where everyone's riffing together at the big table. Yeah. <laughs> You're a member of the show yeah. in Valhalla. Well, there we go. That's uh, the future of employment. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Till next time, gentlemen. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.